What's up, you guys? This is Donetta, a.k.a. D.E. Williams, and I'm here to chew bubblegum and talk-ish. Of course, I haven't been on in a very long time, so, you know. I mean, I don't have that many followers anyways, but I've been just so stressed about everything um, since the coronavirus uh, started. Um, I don't think that we thought of it impacting us this way and despite how our leaders and the people that we put into position to ensure our safety to take the necessary measures to do what is right for their citizens and people I just don't believe that we got that until it was too late and we still haven't gotten it we still don't have a definite answer as far as the increased testing we still haven't received the definite answer of a vaccine before we are at the point of we've been we're citizens and we've been paying taxes into this government for a very long time and most of the people that would be the most affected would be the uh, middle income age people who pretty much pay their taxes on time we don't have uh, an opportunity to not to do that such as the millionaires who can wait and or cut corners to not pay their freaking taxes even though they have absolutely no reason not to it's just their greedy cock-sucking bloodthirsty ignorant asses okay <laughs> so everything that's happening is just very stressful I am very thankful to be still working from home um, because my particular job, we generally work from home. We have that opportunity. Um, my entire uh, business that I work for, the, my employer has pretty much put everybody um, into working remotely from home, except for those who are essential. That has to be in at work. So I'm very thankful for them as well as the healthcare workers and everyone who are considered to be essential workers. Um, I'm pretty sure that, yes, we are all still infected by everything, but we are also thankful because we still have jobs. Unlike those like my daughter, who wasn't an essential worker, um, who is out of work and, you know, not able to provide for herself because she's my dependent. So that's taken a lot more stress for me because now even with the little money that she was making, uh, throughout the year, I now have to compensate for that as well to assist her. But it is what it is um, because she is my dependent. So um, at this time, you know, we're trying to come up with ways to for her to work remotely, but it's going to be very difficult because uh, she's now a full time student to do work online versus going into classes. And that is a big difference from when you are moving or transitioning from being a student on campus and learning directly from the teacher and getting insight from other students in class versus online where you're then isolated. It's a big difference. Some people can't do online classes. I That's how I graduated with my degree, taking online classes because I was uh, put more of my um, time into working to take care of my daughter and I couldn't just do night classes all the time or take off and take some of the classes that weren't offered during nighttime uh, when I would get off of work and then of course you would have to adhere to certain schedules that didn't even allow you to take classes either in the daytime or at night uh, because of second and third shifts so it's it's always been very stressful and crazy 
but it is very stressful and crazy now, um, especially because I am 23 weeks pregnant in a few days. I haven't paid attention to it, but it's like 23 weeks, maybe uh, three, four days. Um, so I've been like really stressed out. And yes, I want things to get back to normal, but I don't want to be uh, infected by someone who you know, has it. And then we can't do anything about it because once you become infected and you have to be quarantined and if you get sick to the point where you have to be hospitalized, you're in that situation by yourself and you're alone and there's no one. You can't have family members seeing you and people are dying without seeing their family members, without being with their family members, their family members not being able to see them. And that is a sad situation. This has truly impacted us in a dangerous way, you know, especially during the beginning um, when this started hitting in China and other places. We didn't take the necessary action to ensure, hey, if it does come here, do we have the necessary testing? Have we started to work with these other global areas to verify that we have a vaccine versus I you know, this person being in uh, a leader over this country wanting to do everything where he can be put into the light of having an A plus grade. And it's an F. I just don't still see how he has supported this, but that's like, oh my God. But you can't argue with insane people because he refuses to take any accountability of his actions or less, you know, lack thereof. Because we know that if, if, if 45 wasn't president and the last president was still president he would be 45 would be leading the mob to take Obama down period and we all know that and for people to like really be so biased and prejudiced with their actions today I mean it's like I mean they are really letting us know that they don't give a fuck about people I mean, they really don't. And it's like really crazy. I just don't understand. And just following other people's accounts and hearing them talk, everybody is aware of that. Most of the time when you work with your your loan departments, like uh, your auto loan, generally they will put that loan in the back end of, you know, whatever that amount that you owe in the back end of your loan. So that way, if you are, your payments aren't technically furloughed. However, this is the, the thing that people are forgetting, people are unemployed. You know, I can understand the people who are unemployed, but the people who are unemployed, they're unemployed. That means they don't have pay. And most people in the world right now who are trying to get unemployment can't. My daughter still can't get unemployment because the system is messed up. I've contacted We've all contacted the governors. We've all contacted or tried to contact the unemployment office who don't take our calls. They don't do callbacks because they don't have the necessary manpower anymore, but they continuously lie to us through the news and the media to tell us, oh, everything's working. No, it's not. Because there's an increase in people trying to get unemployment. And we know that people haven't been able to even do it per the application. And then now they're having to go into the offices. And they still can't get anything done. So, I mean, this is, it's crazy. But I don't understand how if we come out of this, the only thing that I know that COVID has taught us, this pandemic has taught us, is that the people are less cared about period. 
our government do not care about the people. Our government care more about the wealth of the economy than they do as far as the health of the people. And the wealth of the economy means to them is that if we can get back people working, we don't care if two to three percent, which are millions of people dying, if we can just get back to the economy. So yes, you may die. And this is what they're literally telling us. People will die. It's inevitable. And we don't care. We just want the economy to get back. So yeah, we're going to have a lot of people dying. Yeah, and most of those people are people that we don't really care about, such as senior citizens and people of color who are affected by health issues anyways. We don't care about them because to them, especially to a, uh, a white supremacy era, they don't care about people who they feel are weak and or inferior to them. So the people who are inferior to them are disabled people, people who are senior citizens, because every time they've always gone against the senior citizens and with Social Security, disability, et cetera, Medicare. That's why I don't get that how any senior citizen is a supporter of any Republican, because Republicans are profit over people. That's their slogan, pretty much. Everything that they stand for, everything that they fight for is profit over people. They're all about the big businesses. They're all about continuing to make the wealthy, keeping the wealthy wealthy. So I just, I don't understand the mentality of some people. I just, I don't get it. But that's the society or the era that we live in is not it's crazy and it's this is an eye opener if it hasn't opened your eyes I don't see where the fuck you've been like seriously where have you been and just looking at and listening to the shit that these people are saying and if you walk away with them thinking that they care about the people I mean the little people I don't get where your mentality is I don't get where your train of thought is on that but regardless this is crazy and we and we all know as far as the current administration oh my god how i mean he's he's just constantly utilizing his position to divide the country he's arguing and being petty with governors he's not understanding still he's stating I don't want to be held accountable but I want to make sure that the governors do what they need to do to um, basically be he's threatening them and having the people protest against governors who are imposing restrictions on being isolated to assist their citizens in their state how are we looking at that or how are people looking at that and not saying that this man is insane I just I don't get it the governors are doing what they need to do because, again, he says, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to let the governors take care of it. However, I want you to protest the governors who are imposing restrictions on stay-at-home orders. Huh? What? Are you guys serious? Are you, are you not listening? And he's stating it clearly. And then you have people who are literally protesting to have the restrictions or have the stay-at-home orders lifted so that way they can go back to work. I understand that you need to work. However, for me, I would think that you would be fighting against your government to say, hey, we need for you per the current administrator, the current so-called leader, to make a decision and say to the people that you are defending, such as the big businesses, to say, hey, 
until I can guarantee my citizens have a clear understanding or we know that we have the necessary testing to start testing people and we have a vaccine in place we need for you guys to say for however long this is happening per this pandemic we need for rent mortgage loan payments to be pushed to the back of their loans we need these new loan um, contracts to be in place and you can discuss this with your people, et cetera, et cetera. So that way we know that we're protecting our citizens and you're also going to be protected as far as getting your payments. It's just going to be placed on the back end of the loan. So if your loan is going, if your loan right now is for three years and five months, if it's going to be more than three, four months, then now it's just going to be three years and nine months or a four-year loan contract now and then whatever the case may be and other people have brought this up it's the realest video ever and i posted it on instagram but we have always been talking about it we've stated the same thing why are you furloughing payments to for people who aren't working they're not receiving an income so once they do start back working now you send it they're going to pay or owe three months of accumulated debt that they can't pay because they weren't working however you're bailing out big businesses who necessarily who actually don't need to be bailed out it's like we're repeating what happened in 2008 whereas the the economy still suffered because people still couldn't afford to do anything while you're bailing out the big businesses you didn't bail out your citizens and we're repeating that Big businesses aren't failing. Big businesses do not need a bailout as far as they're getting quarterly paid. So they're not seeing anything that they're not already seeing. Nothing, this two weeks or three months is not hurting them. But it is hurting your citizens because we work paycheck to paycheck, most of us. Everybody can't dig into their retirement. Everybody can't dig into their savings and i mean most of us have already done that and pretty much wiped ourselves out especially if you're unemployed when you're un when you're working you try to save something to help out for those rainy days but rainy days does not equal to a pandemic that's lasting or could last for months in which it has so it's just it's really crazy that we have a government that is showing us that they don't give a shit and then we have people who are I mean just I can't even mentally I can't even wrap it around my head to say that these people are just ignorant but you can't argue or debate with crazy people people who are insane people who can't like think outside of that I mean I've literally had to break up with someone who literally told me, oh, I can. Oh, if you would have said that you wanted to get married, I would have proposed to you. What? No, I would never marry you or see you as a serious relationship um, because of your beliefs. And his, his beliefs, I mean, this is a person who's a Trump supporter who doesn't own shit. He's been renting forever. Um, he's my age. 41 or I'll be 41 this August he's already turned 41 in January and he doesn't own shit you know I've I owned my own home since I was in my 30s and I just I don't understand I've owned several vehicles and meaning I have that 
discipline and uh you know to basically go into something and pay into it and pay it off and become an owner of it and i'm proud of it right now i'm working with uh hopefully with some of my family members to basically acquire property land in certain areas especially within the united states and hopefully in africa so i want us to be able to invest and give to our offsprings um and leave a, a history or a legacy of not having debt, but having built an, an income from an LLC, a property and or, you know, investments in that instance. However, dealing with someone who's, you know, has the beliefs as far as a Trump supporter who doesn't own shit, who doesn't pay real taxes into anything. And what that means is that technically you don't pay real taxes if you're just paying sales tax that's nothing accumulated to people who pay property taxes business taxes um business expenses etc so i just don't see where you're where a trump supporter who doesn't own anything and don't have health insurance can f argue against the uh human rights and the healthcare industry and these are the same people who don't have insurance who don't go to the hospital unless they become very sick and then most of them are going to be the ones taking up all the space in the hospital and you don't have health insurance but you've argued not to allow people to have universal health care because you don't want to be accountable for it even though you're not paying anything because you don't have health insurance yourself and you don't pay property taxes you don't have any real taxes you just oh my god and it's like the mentality I and mean, this was the mentality of him and his people where they would be in agreement for what i just i don't get it what are you actually spending in your day-to-day -day life annually that you're stating that's going to be high against you when nothing is raised you don't pay anything so it's it's really crazy to hear people say that and i've literally gotten into arguments with uh, this particular person who wanted to tell me that the welfare system was the people giving back, getting, giving certain deductions and credits to people when they file their tax return. Wrong. The welfare system has shit to do with IRS, period. The only thing that the welfare system, as far as child support, will take your income tax, but the welfare system don't give shit back to you when you file your tax return. All of those are built on the tax relief deductions and credits that are mandated by tax law, period. And we literally got into an argument with that. He's going to tell, well, my brother got back 10000 Yeah, he may have got back 10000 but it wasn't based on welfare. I just don't get it. People are so ignorant. He's arguing with me, even though I've worked at the IRS for five years. And he just felt like he was right just because his brother got back $10,000 yet he has no other experience or expertise in this particular subject matter and that is a lot of and that's the reason why I say you can't argue with people who are insane because he just really would not listen to someone who actually had the expertise and education and knowledge versus him knowing that his brother got back $10,000 for him that meant that he knew more than I did and I can't be with people like that who, who just don't have common sense, who don't have the educational sense and 
with not having either of those, there's no reason of even having any type of communication with them outside from whatever, you know, the lesser of the education. So just crazy altogether. But again, we know in reference to, oh my God, what is happening, you know, around the world. And it's like, what we're going through now, we still have people who are so built up on racism, so built up on still being racist. Um, as far as the divide, they, I just, I don't understand. I know a lot of people keep saying, oh, well, Trump is the one that started this. Trump didn't start racism. Um, if anything, he's pretty much given them insights that where they can be as racist and open to it as anything, especially with the fact that he wanted the FBI to stop looking into domestic terrorism. Of course, white supremacy is the leader in this country. And we've, as far as people of color, has allowed them to progress over the centuries in this society. So um, there was a, of course, a, a two teenagers who would be graduating um, and they put out a TikTok video in regards to um, them just being really racist, okay? And it's, uh, it's with the Stephanie Freeman and Jeffrey Humay, or whomever they are, uh, former students of the Carrollton High School in Carrollton, Georgia. And the reason why I'm bringing, because I, I know I posted this on Instagram and I've discussed this uh, so many times, but what brought to light for me, she came back and she, I guess, posted something that she wanted to apologize um, for posting what she did on TikTok. And she pretty much tried to blame her boyfriend stating that he was the racist. I'm sorry, but if you're not racist, then you're not going to tolerate being with someone else who is racist or tolerate listening to them. And you just wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't tolerate it. You wouldn't, you couldn't stand it. You wouldn't even want to be with them. So again, they are very, they become, they're so aggressive in their behavior. Um, they're so biased and prejudiced. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you can go in and find uh, the TikTok. They may have already taken it down, but it's everywhere now. So they can't really take it down from what people have been sharing. But her apology is like, it's, it's Fox. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not real. Um, she just wants to apologize because she don't want people to go after her um, being, a, you know, getting out of school. I know she's not going to be able to walk or graduate from Carrollton, but I'm pretty sure that they'll find a way for her to graduate and then she can attend a college of her choice that she's trying to get into. And what kills me is that when they're apologizing, they only apologize because they got caught. But if you put something on a platform that you know so many people will see, I don't think that you really care about an apology. You're doing it because you are proud. You're proud to be, uh, a, you know, who you are. You're proud to be a racist. Um, you're definitely, I would consider you to be unapologetic. You're unapologetic in your beliefs. And that's the only respect I have for them. But when you come back and pretend like, oh, now I want to apologize and now I'm the victim, even though you've been so aggressive in your ignorance, now you're the victim. And unfortunately, our society has allowed them, these particular type of people, racist people, to do that and then we just accept or they apologize and that's what the white people want us to do oh well she apologized what else do you want 
this is an ongoing situation and it hasn't changed because they refuse to acknowledge that we're this country is built on racism built on the oppressing of other people especially people of color so they're unapologetic in their beliefs and they do it because they're proud to be white racist until they're caught i mean for real you know and then it's their their ignorance and aggressive behavior racist beliefs uh, for whatever reason get flipped and then they turn into what white society sees as victims you know people of color aren't victims in white racist eyes we are the oppressor of them because they hate us and they've gotten away with oppressing others raping thieving killing and enslaving and yet they can do all of this and still believe they are the true victims I mean, come on, you know, and they rather change the history books to hide who they are before they take blame and acknowledge their racism. Um, they rather, you know, and I'll get into it. That was another one that I had posted, which was so crazy. But, uh, and this goes back in this particular one, and it goes into a comment that was made uh, from someone else because uh, I follow Tabret Swan, he's a pastor. Um, he, he does, he's not the, the typical pastor that I grew up in, in the church. Um, he's like, he's literally, he's on, um, this, um, social media platform. He's on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. He's, he always going after, uh, people who follow Donald Trump. He's always, you know, coming at Donald Trump talking about, you know, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. He's always got something to say against him. And he, you know, he, of course he's going to get the backlash. You got people who feel like he shouldn't be saying what he's saying because he's a pastor. And of course, most of these people are non people of color. Um, but it's, I'm not a religious person. Um, I'm not a person who goes to church every Sunday and go to Bible study. I have a lot of, I don't know. I, I grew up in a church. And, you know, where you're forced to go to church because, you know, my grandmother was a pastor, a reverend. And, you know, we're forced to go to church and participate and stuff. And, you know, when you're younger, I did start going to church, you know, when I was older, when I had my daughter. But and I'll go to church. There are certain things, you know, and I'll listen to certain, you know, sermons or whatever. But I just don't I still don't feel like I'm a religious person because there's a lot of things that I question and and of course that's what I would have to deal with individually with myself and then you know my preference um and to prayer um but on this particular post the same post and you always have people and this is I, oh my god so I've always thought about people saying to to us we always have to be the bigger people for whatever reason this is how they've wanted us to be when I say they it's, it's meaning white people white people who believe that if they apologize then it should be okay if they you know acknowledge it for that two seconds then it should be okay um we shouldn't hold blame to them for everything but yet our race of people have been to blame for everything you've like self-manifested your own fears to oppress us and again we are your oppressor because you hate us I mean, deep down inside, they hate us, you know, and of course, that would be as far as the racist white people. I can't say all white people, but then when you have them coming forward and they'll say, well, she apologized. What does that mean? We've been as people of color, we've been labeled for centuries. We've been labeled as their, you know, what I'm saying as far as them being fearful of us. 
because of their own self-manifested fears of who we are based on how they were taught and what they see. And that hasn't changed. That's the reason why I say our time, time lapse as far as our time, as far as from history centuries on to the present day has not changed how people think and feel. And it's only has progressed. And then you have people who, uh, you know, one guy, he came at Albert uh, Swan, I mean, Talbert Swan, and he was like, and evidently he followed Talbert Swan, and he's like trying to, and you could tell, I don't know if he's a troll or not, but in what he's stating in this particular post against these two young people just to acknowledge who they are because that's what Talbert Swan does. He sees stuff and he acknowledges it and he comments on it and he, you know, uh, uh, post it for his followers to see and comment on it or not comment on it he's just making us aware of what's going on and what he's doing and what he's seeing and so this particular person uh the underscore zacharin z-a-c-h-r-y-a-n and he has you know his little picture there he's like always with the retaliation though real or not i don't agree with the word she used but I wonder, have you prayed for the Lord to reach her in her darkness, to pull her out into his light? Or are you content to just expose and gaslight an angry reaction of your followers? And I'm like, I get so tired of and I get tired of that because they always want us to be the bigger people in their hate. When people are hating against us, discriminating against us, being biased against us, and oppressing us we should always be the bigger person in their eyes and i've i've dealt with that on my own with a racist neighbor who has literally attacked me yelling at me cursing at me threatening me in front of police officers and if i even raise my voice one time back at him i was told by the police officers that were there they were hushing me telling me to be quiet but he was they not once did they tell him to be quiet not once did they try to talk him down to go back into his house and stop threatening me not once but in their eyes i couldn't be the person yelling back at him again we always have to be the bigger person and we are seeing as the aggressive people the people who aren't victims because we're people of color and in their eyes we aren't victims period and you know that was i know that was my response um, to him, to this particular person. Cause I was like, are you serious? So I was like, so again, this society wants the oppressed ones to forgive and be the bigger people because that's what you've expected from us. But listen up. I am not my ancestors. I do not forgive and or forget or pray for evildoers. Seek that within your own and reach out to her to give her some advice before telling those who are hated and discriminated to forgive and pray. And I just, I don't get it. Why are you telling us or telling Talbert Swan to pray for her? You know, yes, he's a pastor, but why do we have to consistently pray against people who are, uh, pray for people who are against us? To me, that's crazy. And I, I understand that, the, you know, the Christian belief of praying, you know, praying for forgive, praying for them to be forgiven and praying that they have open hearts and all of this and, you know, not be <laughs> who they are. I just, I don't, that's not me. That's definitely not me. Um, if it's, you know, if that's the Christian way of doing things as far as him being a pastor, then that's what he should be doing or 
thinking about if he hasn't or will. I don't know. But one of the things that I liked about um, another person who responded, um, the Stanford Five who responded to him, I love her responses. Um, the first one, there would be no retaliation without her initial action. The reason this behavior continues long after slavery, Jim Crow, etc., is because there have been no consequences, just she he said they were sorry now let's move on if we ever expect to see this behavior to stop and the lies atrocities against our people to cease we have to stand up for ourselves because no other race seems to care we have turned the other way for way too long now is the time for judgment and consequences and um the response and then she put in there I am not speaking to the validity of this post. We do know that even if she and her cohort never posted an apology, there is proof that her initial post was both ignorant and hateful. And then he responded back. I didn't say one can't stand up for oneself. I simply asked Mr. Swan if he if he's prayed for God to change her heart. It's a simple question. And um, the next response that she gave, love it. Um, very good point. I believe in praying always in caps and in everything. However, people from the African diaspora have had a system that has supported and perpetuated this ignorant thought pattern for over 600 years because of fear. The Christian community condemns and destroys anyone and anything that threatens our freedom to believe our God through his son, Jesus Christ. So why lie and contrary to our freedom to be our best selves. I wouldn't expect you to understand the racial struggle we have endured around the world because it does not impact you. And that is not meant to be mean, but poignant. However, if you are going to follow this feed and you are a believer, why don't you pray to cover us? Only if it is sincere, selfless prayer. As we fight for the respect and basic human rights our ancestors taught and shared with the world millenniums ago. And I love that response because if you're going to use prayer in the Bible in a sense to say that this pastor should be praying for her and to not and basically you're saying to not even post anything because you're doing it as retaliation versus and he's using uh, aggressive terminology instead of it's to him it's retaliation that he's posting and commenting about her fox apology versus the pastor posting it to make his followers aware okay this is her apology but it's fox you know and this is what we've encountered or continuously encountered by these particular people and how they are allowed to just apologize and move on without any consequences and it's and again how they see us with him posting this as an awareness and an acknowledgement the white guy saw it as the pastor doing it as far as retaliation and I just feel like we're always we're never seen as the victims in these people's eyes period and we're just not and I love um the show that is on Netflix now with uh, Kenya Harris, um, black as, you know, black AF hashtag. 
Um, and I love it because he still, because I know, you know, with Blackish, we love seeing the, the interactions and the history lessons of black people and what we've gone through on the show. And they, they put that in there a lot on this particular show on Netflix. And I binge watched it like in, you know, one day, um, and finished it. It wasn't that many episodes, but it was, you know, it was really good. It was entertaining. And I love how they literally showed that again, as far as how young girls, especially black women, uh, growing up, we're never seen in society, in this society's eyes as being the victims, even though we would look the same as another young white person growing up. They would probably have makeup on, like you got the little pageant girls and everything. They would wear shorter skirts and dresses. But if we wore that, they would see us as adult women or more uh, grownish type looking women versus little girls like the little white girls. And we would be treated not as victims when approached by white men, either in uniform or not, or even within our own race. And I love how they, sh you know, showed that. And it goes back to this guy's response on Talbert Swan, as far as we're showcasing, these people are posting constantly things against us, showing that they hate us and making fun of us. And yet when we show, when we post something with it and showing it an acknowledgement or awareness is looked at as retaliation versus us being the victim. So he still didn't see us. He don't see us as the victim in this particular situation. He see us as the aggressor, even though we aren't. We're not the ones that are posting something and against her as far as her race against her as far as her gender however he did not see he does not see us as victims he see us as the aggressor again that's our society and that's how it's always going to be it has not changed it will not change we have to change we have to continuously fight against it and stop uh, uh, being okay with their apology stop being okay with their aggressive ignorance and racist behavior and accepting it and moving on. And that's what this is. And just like the commercial talking about some, okay is not okay. You know, you say, okay, you know, it'll be okay. That's no, it's not going to be okay. You know, we need something more definite. We need something more um, definitive for us in order to move on from that. So, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy. But there's a, um, <laughs> there's a video out there and it's, it's, I really want people to see it because it's with the guy and um, I have to pull him up for, you know, his name or whatever, but him talking against the government and then with this particular post here, but there has been so many things that I've posted about in regards to what's going on in today's society and how we're dealing with it. And I know I've posted most of those on my Instagram post. Uh, oh my God, so much has been going on. Like in March, I lost my dog of eight years. He was only 10 years old, so I just missed him so much. So I'm always just like sitting here thinking about him. Uh, I don't know what everybody else is doing during quarantine. Cause I know at this point now I've been pretty much working at home since March because I had to go on quarantine because I went out of town. And my company was like, and this is before they did the shutdown. 
when I knew when I went on vacation, I was still at work. And of course, I knew that and we always take our our um, equipment home, such as our laptops and stuff. We always take that home every day just in case something happened. We have to be able to know that we can work from home. And um, so I already knew that I was going to be quarantined for 14 days. I wasn't going to be back until April 6th. And I was taken off um, the middle of March because uh, my daughter was coming in for uh, spring break. So when I got online for that next week after that little break and I was going on another break, um, my supervisor was like, well, you're going to be definitely working home from April the 6th, but we had the opportunity that if we did want to go into the office, we could and still work or we had the opportunity to work from home. Well, in that week, it changed like drastically. We received something from HR stating we're going to be working remotely, period, until it's indefinite. We, there's no answer as far as when we're coming back to the office. They were making sure, making sure that everybody was transitioning from working at the office to working at home, including people who were con uh, considered to be contingent workers. Um, they were getting equipment and stuff to be able to sign on um, at home and work from home. So a lot happened within just, uh, in what, just two weeks. So it's been like really crazy. And I've been on message boards um, for uh, what to expect because I'm expecting, especially during this time, uh, the pandemic, we're all hoping that we, it's, I guess it's not as crazy for us because we're due in August. And I've been pretty much praying a lot about not being because right now if you're having a, a, a you know a baby if you're going through labor and birth now you can't have but one person in the delivery room with you your family can't be there like you know before you have more than one person there um, only one person can be there with you um, and sometimes and some people aren't allowing anybody to be there and that's that's really scary because I don't want to be in a hospital room by myself with with people I really don't I don't trust hospitals and or doctors as much because of history. Um, there was some things that happened with my family and uh, one of my aunties where the hospital screwed up and left my auntie in almost a, 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 a child vegetable like state, totally different from when she went in. And they know that they were at fault because they've taken care of everything since then. They've paid out everything. And that's the difference between non-blacks and non-whites. you know, whites. They would take the necessary measures to like really you know, sue that particular company. And I do know that malpractice suits takes a while or whatever, but I guess they end up settling for the hospital doing everything and you know, paying for everything or whatever. But it's just crazy and I just hear so many stories as far as what goes on in labor and delivery, you know, when I, the last time I was pregnant was my daughter was, my daughter is 22 years old. So I'm starting over 22 years old. Oh my God. That's like 22 years ago. So yeah, this is definitely starting over. So it's like first time mom, my body feels like first time mom. 
um, not second time mom because of the, the difference. 22 years is a big difference. My body has never seen it, you know, as far as going this long because I have a history of miscarriages from after having her um, in, in my late 20s. I had her when I was like, got pregnant when I was 17, had her when I was 18, didn't get pregnant again until like mid 20s and then had a miscarriage. And I've been having miscarriages since then. So to be blessed with being able to get this far along in my in my 40s I'm 40 wow that's crazy but I'm very thankful um <laughs> so I mean there's a lot of stuff going on I went and got some stuff to make some face mask um so hopefully I would be able to do that because I don't like wearing a little surgical looking mask I want to wear one that's you know more designer kind of like and I want to I want to make some for my daughter. I want to make like a fam you one for my daughter because I'm a fam you mom. My daughter's a rattler and I can't wait to do that. But most of the material and fabrics were gone. They didn't have any um, iron transfer paper at Walmart. So I'm going to have to order it online or probably Amazon or something like that to get some more fabric because I really want to do that. I already got the designs that I want to put on the fabric. So I can't wait to do that, but it's going to be the iron on transfer uh, type and I can just put it on there and just uh, print out duplicates and then, you know, transfer those onto um, the fabrics that I cut out for the face mask. So that's what I want to start working on if I can. It's already Sunday. Oh, God, even though I've been working at home, it's just been meh. That's how I've been. It's just been really crazy. Um, ha! Just really crazy, um, the stuff that's been going on. And, and like I said, especially in the message boards. Um, these people, I have, a, it's, it's just so many, it's so much stuff that's going on. I'm in the message boards for the African-American women community, African-American moms or whatever. And then I'm in the one for the August due date, uh, 2020. And then I'm in the one for the plus size, etc. And you see so much stuff going on and in in general because it's so diverse as far as women with different backgrounds, ages, you know, races, etc. Race, etc. And most of the people who are posting, they're posting like these gripe sessions, venting in regards to mother-in-laws, regarding to uh, baby daddy, husband, boyfriend, whatever the case may be. And I'm so thankful to not have that stress. And I know that's crazy, but I'm a, I'm a single mom by choice. You know, I'm a single mom because I want to be a single mom. I'm a single mom because I like being a single mom. And I got out of the single moms group because most of them were not single moms by choice. And I wish there was a single moms by choice group women who want to be single moms because most of those were like venting complaining oh my god what do i do with child support my husband just left me now he's trying to fight for this oh my baby daddy's not doing this my my baby daddy left me blah 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 and then this other one in african-american community um you have a lot of women posting negative things about their uh, significant other or boyfriend baby daddy and then they vent and they give all of this information that's negative towards the other person so when they get start getting feedback then they get upset about it and I've seen that and I'm like why are you even posting on here if 
you're the one that's providing this information to this group. And then as soon as they respond, you get upset stating that, oh, I'm just going to go somewhere else because I feel like most of the responses are negative and they're not, um, you know, I guess she's not hearing what she wants to hear. So again, this is in relationships that I pretty much could care less about at this point because I'm just, I'm in my forties, I'm content. And if I meet somebody that I can like grow with at this time, someone who I can like really connect with, that's different. I'll be open to that. But at this point, yeah, I haven't found, you know, those people. Um, and I know I've talked about them a lot as far as in my dating a series discussions, but it is just like really crazy. You know, the guy that I did get pregnant from, you know, I can't say that I didn't get pregnant on purpose. I mean, we knew what we were doing. I know his, you know, his history. I don't, he doesn't have anything definite that I, you know, I've been tested for and we and I know as far as my testing continuously while I was talking to him and I was talking to him from since 2016 up until recently and then we got back together in 18 and was talking since then after I broke it off with the other dude and the other dude was just I mean I can't talk to grown men who's like 36 years old and he had like a lot of kids at 36 and he kept making it saying he started having kids, I guess, when he was like 13, 14 years old. But he doesn't act like a father at all. You don't really see him. He didn't really talk about his children. He didn't really uh, discuss with them. But when I saw his children, they was like looked very old. So I was like, oh, yeah, he started really young. But then he would lie about that. Um, he smoked way too much weed every day. And... Um, played video games so and then he could not I went through his little history on a clerk of course because we can do our very own self-efficient uh, background checks just simple a simple search and he was evicted ev evicted so many times and I'm like this dude you're 36 years old uh, you play video video games almost every day I mean not almost every day every day uh, he smoked weed every day um, and these are things that he considered to be, I guess, um, what, oh my God, what would be the word? I just missed that. Um, it just left me, um, to be an expertise in, you know, um, a service level expert in smoking weed and playing video games. And I just, and he just lied so much. So I don't know if he was lying or if he was just forgetting the shit that he said because he smoked so much damn weed. But um, with someone who was, I mean, just the history of being evicted and knowing that he was uh, basically, oh my God, just roomating with people all the time. Um, and I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with roomating, especially now um, with people not being able to afford, you know, to pay rent. A lot of people can't do that. Um, however, I just, I can't be with grown people who don't have, you know, uh, those things, you know, you know, at least with the, the last guy, uh, this particular person, you know, the biological father of my child, unborn child, um, at least he was renting on his own and paying out the rent or whatever, however he was doing it, but he had his own place, you know, he wasn't rooming. 
Um, and that was a good thing. The thing with him, he also smoked weed, um, smoked too many cigarettes. He didn't really have a good dental hygiene. Um, but he was okay. He was clean, uh, somewhat. And, but he played video games a lot as well. It's like, that's the thing with dudes now, I guess. Um, and he played the guitar. So he liked doing that. That was a creative, you know, outlook if he wasn't on it, doing the video games. And, um, most of, you know, both him and the other dude, they liked, you know, uh, movies like I like movies or whatever. So that's what we would do somewhat. Um, and, but I mean, I just, with the, the juice now, I just, there was no connection with them as far as me seeing myself with them, you know, permanently. So it's, it was easier for me to say, yeah, this is not going to work. I could care less if I got pregnant or had like 10 kids with you. If it wasn't going to be anything, uh, well, technically I wouldn't have 10 kids with someone who wasn't going to be anything. Uh, okay, that means I'm just still with them. Um, but I knew to break it off. I just, I can't be in a dead end relationship or I can't be in a relationship with someone who I don't see us growing together or connecting on that level so uh this particular person they posted in a group okay it was titled um unacceptable and they basically just talking about the fact that they worked a third 12-hour shift and um this particular person he only has side jobs he doesn't have an actual permanent stable job and you know they talked about uh, the fact that she, uh, she's she's breast, you know, she's breastfeeding and she's pumping and giving the milk and uh, the child that she has was being fussy. He hasn't even changed the child's diaper. He starts complaining um, that he was just going to leave because he was she wasn't going to let him sleep, even though she has been working all day and he hasn't been and not really taking care of the child because if the cow got a if the child got a full diaper that means he hasn't even changed or even dealt with the child so um and this is what her venting was all about you know the baby is crying she can't get any sleep but he's arguing that he can't get any sleep and she's up and she's you know typing this away and um pretty much just venting about it and she was pissed off about it um, she also goes in to say that she's an essential worker and she's been working overtime all week. She didn't get to sleep um, the, yesterday before work because the, her so-called boyfriend, baby daddy, was out doing a job and ended up only making $20 out of the $100 he was supposed to make. And he just can't let her get any sleep, especially since she didn't get any before she went to work. He's not working. He walked off his job. <sighs> That's crazy. Right before this COVID stuff happened and he have another one and he didn't have another one lined up. And she states that it's so annoying. By the time he started applying, no one is hiring because of what's going on. And she states, I got to go. My toddler's movies just stop. The movie just stopped. And so <laughs> some of the responses and they're not saying they're stating and they're starting off, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, cause evidently, and 
uh, I just saw this post, okay? So this is my first time seeing her. So I haven't been on the message boards that much looking through everything. And I tend to not look at the um, venting post. If it says venting, I sometimes don't even look at those because, I mean, that's not what I want to read about or look at. You know, during this time, I really want to be on a message board, what to expect, talking to moms who are going through what I'm going through as I'm high risk, you know, in my 40s, etc. Being a second time mom so late in the game. So some of these I don't even try to listen to. Um, However, I do. Um, And this particular person uh, responded, I'm not trying to sound offensive, but how is this relationship benefiting you? I remember several of your posts about him not working or not taking care of the kids. And from what you say here, he does not contribute much to the household. He sounds lazy. And another post uh, goes on to say, uh, girl, you've been complaining for months about how this man does not help you. So many women on this board have offered you some of the best advice and wisdom, yet you are still with him. You're paying all the bills, cleaning, taking care of the kids, working 12 hour shifts, only to come home to him complaining about assisting you with the kids. He's not even trying to assist you financially. Um, And that's what that person goes on to say. Um, And then she says, at least take one thing off your back so you don't have to worry. I'm just, I'm gonna just ask you bluntly, what's the point of even bringing him up? What do you want out of this? And I didn't respond. Um, Of course, I started off with her stating she's upset because the people are coming at her um, on this post. And these are people who evidently have heard it before and seen it before. So for months, you're on here complaining. So I've, you know, taken from that because I was just going to respond to her post before reading any of the stuff. And when I started seeing the other posts, I'm like, wait a minute, she's been on here complaining for months about the same shit and I'm like girl are you serious I, it's just it's just it would be too much stress for me and I'm I feel like I'm so blessed to not have that I'm so blessed and I know that people get with people because they feel like they need someone and I just I can't see myself being with someone just because of that and dealing with the bs and being stressed out I just I can't and I don't want to I'd rather be single and alone. Um, My response to her was, I'm sorry if you can't deal with how others feel or comment on your life. Don't post on a feed looking for feedback. People hate to hear the truth because it hurts. Bottom line, communication is key. Instead of using this app as a diary, communicate with your significant other and keep what goes on in your house in your house and not on a public forum. Don't give specific opinions and then don't expect others' opinions on the same issue. I still have friends even though I'm brutally honest about the stupid decisions they make and people they let in their life. However, at the end of the day, they will continue on that path because that's what they want to do. And the next time they start to complain, they're told, I don't want to hear it. People will keep you in a negative dead space with them and that energy is not good for anyone. If your relationship is not what you've made it out to be, that's on you. Work on your relationship and communicate your thoughts with them before you vent on a public forum, period. And I was, you know, growing up with my dad, um, 
I grew up with both parents. We all had the same mom and dad. Um, and my dad and mom taught us, and that's when we were little, because my mom died when I was 10 or 11. And my dad made sure he was like, you don't go telling your business what stay, what goes on in this household stays in this household. And that's generally the rule. Uh, you know, growing up, that's generally the rule of what's going on. And, you know, sometimes I'll talk about my relationships, but most of the time I do not. I don't even really talk about my relationships as much. Um, not to my family. Um, and generally what's going on. Okay, so I did not know that I was cut off because you only get 60 minutes. Okay, so where I left off was, um, of course, you know, as far as being in relationships and sharing your information on public forums is not something that you should be doing if you haven't communicated and or discussed with your significant other and received any um you know, uh, resolution to what you're going through. And if you're looking to, you know, put your pretty much like a diary out on the public forum and then get opinions and then don't accept them. And the fact that growing up, you know, we're taught don't give, don't, you know, don't put your information out there. And um, I was stating that I don't even really put my information out there as far as who I'm dating and what's going on with my family. And sometimes I don't even do it with my friends. And if I do vent, um, generally, I'm already just letting them know what I'm already doing. So it's like me just, you know, telling them something. And it's not really uh, for them to even feedback on or um, provide to me any um, opinions on what I should or shouldn't do. Um, so that's what I was uh, talking about there. And then I, um, you know, basically I went on to uh, discuss as far as the quarantine and where we are at and, you know, what, you know, I'm trying to do at this point and what everybody is doing while uh, participating in social distancing and things of that nature. And again, you know, I'm in a point where I don't want to die for anyone. I don't want to die for Trump. I don't want to die for Trump supporters. Um, if we do go back into work, because I know that we have the um, extended FMLA um, due to the pandemic, uh, COVID, and we do have the uh, paid sick leave added extra for us uh, due to the pandemic and or COVID that we are experiencing at this time. I would rather um, stay working at home during my pregnancy versus going into work and dealing with possibly getting infected by people that don't even know that they're infected, you know, uh, because once you get infected, that's it, you know, and I don't want to hinder, you know, my life or affect, infect my unborn child because there is not enough data to confirm that I won't infect my child. And that's the, the crazy part. And I don't want to die because of this pain. I don't want to be a victim on because of this and and truly not really be cared about because once you're dead it's over i mean you'll be one of the people that died during this pandemic and it's going to be all sad and shit but the people who should be um who should care and be doing what they need to do to care for us they don't and so you don't matter to them and i don't want to die because people don't don't care that or feel like i matter so fuck that i'm not a sacrifice and i don't feel like and I'm not going to be a sacrifice to this government um 
or to these crazy people who would rather be infected and infect other people. And they want to go back to work. They, they're not practicing social distancing. They're not wearing masks and shit. We just seen them in Jacksonville. Um, they reopened the beaches and here you go. You know, you got people out there who are not uh, taking in, they don't care. And I don't want to deal with people who don't care. You know, um, I don't want to die for those people, period. So that way they can get the opportunity to continue to live. Um, and be here for the testing and the vaccine. And then you have people who don't even want to do the vaccine. You're literally uh, don't care. You rather continuously uh, be the possibility of getting somebody infected and you feel like, oh, are people gonna be forced to take the vaccine? So you would rather die. That's the question mark. That's the biggest ass question mark ever. Um, so it's just, it's really crazy right now uh, with that, you know, with everything that's going on. And I'm hoping that I can work on making some masks because I don't like the surgical mask and I got some material um, to make some uh, mask on my own. And I wanna you know, send one to my uh, daughter so that way she can have some masks because she's not practicing um, wearing masks either where she's at. And she's always you know, out. Um, you know, going back and forth to her boyfriend's house and they, he does the door dash but she's not really wearing the little surgical mask that she has because it's not, you know, it's not fashion, fashionista or whatever you want to call it. So hopefully I can get those there. And I'm, I'm supposed to be pitching screenplays and I haven't. I'm also looking to uh, start up some work at home um, positions, hopefully, because um, I want to make some extra money. So if I can't like pitch you know, some screenplays and become rich, then I can do that. Um, so, and I hope everyone is practicing uh, social distancing and staying home and being safe uh, because it is definitely something that is needed um, to protect yourself, even though this government don't feel like you matter. You should, you know, know your self-worth and you should feel like you matter. And, you know, you got some people who don't, who's not taking it serious, but it's happening. People are literally dying. So I don't get how people aren't taking it serious, you know, until they are affected by it. Um, but that's the normal thing within society. People are so self-focused and we are more moving into progressing to a more selfish um, nature in society versus selfless. Um, and it's unfortunate, but I'm not looking to die for you because you don't give a fuck. Um, so hopefully everybody is practicing that and getting away from um you know it not being too bored and too cooped up and then working on crafts and other things that they can do um so hopefully i can start back writing um, but i haven't had the mental capacity to do so i haven't been really you know trying to write but i do feel like today is a little better um and I, hopefully i can get back into writing and focused on uh, finishing at least another screenplay i already have one finished copyrighted and on the writers guild website as registered uh, i just want another uh, screenplay in my portfolio before i start pitching so that way i can have a little bit of a, a variety of what i write about and who i am as a writer uh screenwriter as well i do have some writings on wattpad um that I haven't finished. Um, these are stories that I've been working on for like years. So hopefully I can get into that, but I really want to focus more on my um, screen playwriting at this time. 
So I thank you for listening, you guys. And hopefully soon I'm going to be putting everything on my calendar. Um, I do have someone that, you know, we're going to go into an interview um, due to social distancing. We will be recording on one phone and I'll be interviewing her on the other phone with the speaker. And that can be, you know, heard on that. So hopefully we can do that and it'll come out great. But she is a trip. She's older than me. And ha, we have so much stuff that we already text and talk about. So I can I cannot wait until we get this on podcast as far as our discussion. And I want to go in. I want to dive into a lot of things that we've already talked about in this one discussion. So it is going to be a, a pretty long discussion. I can't wait. I love it. So I can't wait to dive into that. It's going to be it's going to be, it's going to be funny. It's going to be funny and it's going to be lit because she, again, she's a trip and I can't wait. So hopefully I can get that into, you know, get that started and we can work on that. Um, and I'll probably start doing that now as far as what going back and what we've already talked about and discussing certain things, because a lot of things we uh, don't agree with, but it's like, we'll, we'll discuss it. And some things I don't agree with her, but it's a lot of things that I want to talk to her about that um, right now it's like, it's, you know, does she believe in that or does she not? I don't know where she, her head is at, but she's really my sister's friend. But we, you know, discuss and, you know, talk on certain group text messages, et cetera, et cetera. So I can't wait to do that. It's going to be fun. So um, stay tuned, you guys, and listen up for some more discussions. Definitely. I can't wait. Um, and again, you know, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, as far as my posts, I'm at uh, DE Williams, um, 29 on Twitter and Instagram. I am lovely Elaine 33. So, um, and if you have some things that you want to discuss or want to hear about, or even if you have some topics or, um, some opinions, then share them with me there. And I can definitely dive into them on this podcast as well. So thank you for listening again. This is Donetta, a.k.a. D.E. Williams, and I am here to talk ish and chew bubblegum.